I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 112 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today, we're reading the New Testament book of Matthew, chapter 13, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Perla Del Mar by J.C. Newman, Corojo Toro, Six and a quarter by 54 Vitola. So let's go to the J.C. Newman website and see what they have to say. Perla Del Mar is a historic cigar brand that traces its roots to Cuba. In 1905, four Cuban brothers started hand-rolling cigars using tobacco grown on their family's farm in Cuba. They named their company Perfecto Garcia Brothers and called their cigars Perla Del Mar because of the beautiful Caribbean waters that surround Cuba. As the popularity and demand for their cigars grew, the brothers built a large cigar factory next to J.C. Newman's El Reloj factory in Ybor City, Florida. Perla Del Mar was one of the leading premium cigar brands in the early 1900s. J.C. Newman's new Perla Del Mar cigars honor the brand's historic legacy. Perla Del Mar features special hand-selected aged binder and long filler tobaccos from four distinct regions in the lush mountains of Nicaragua, Pueblo Nuevo, La Reina, Condega, and Jalapa. This unique blend is combined with a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian shade, Connecticut broadleaf, or robust Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper to provide a complex but balanced taste. Lastly, Perla Del Mar cigars feature a Tampa-style press to help the natural flavors of its unique tobaccos to marry together and deliver an extremely satisfying smoke. And the Vitolas are Toro, 6.25 by 54, Double Toro, 6 by 60, Corona Gorda, 5.5 by 46, Robusto, 4.75 by 52. And the wrapper is Corojo, Binder, and Nicaraguan are both, or Binder and Filler are both Nicaraguan. 
And they got a 90 rating from Cigar Insider. That is the Perla Del Mar Corojo by J.C. Newman. So let's go ahead and get into this week's reading of the book of Matthew in chapter 13. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. And verse 1 reads, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have as much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. And Spurgeon comments on verse 5, Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it grew up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. What kind of people have shallow soil? They are the kind of people who are always ready, like a flock of sheep, to follow the leader. But their following is only temporary. Their affection is mere affectation. They profess to be Christians, but they will give up that profession before long. As far as they can be, they are sincere. What little there is of them, but their sincerity is, after all, a poor, feeble, fickle thing. They will soon be as sincerely wrong as they are, for the moment, sincerely right. And back to Matthew, verse 7. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Then the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Spurgeon comments on verses 13 and 16. That is why I speak to them in parables, because looking they do not see, and hearing they do not listen or understand. Blessed are your eyes, because they do, do see, and your ears, because they do hear. It is an awful thing when God gives people up to spiritual blindness and dullness and hardness, but it does happen. 
If you hear the word and refuse to receive it, you do to that extent harden your heart. And if you continue to do so, you will by degrees lose the capacity for understanding the word. Many people are not aware of the solemn responsibility of hearing the gospel and of the terrible peril of having our ears made dull and our hearts made hard. Preachers are responsible for preaching faithfully, but we are equally responsible for hearing what is preached. They might have come to Jesus even as his disciples did and asked him questions, and he would have explained the truth to them. We should all tremble for those who hear the word and do not receive it and yet remain content. That is the worst state of all for anyone to be in. And picking back up in Matthew, verse 17. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed, sowed weeds among the wheat, and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. All these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. 
This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. And Spurgeon comments on verse 47, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It collected every kind of fish. Bad fish and good fish, and creeping things, and broken shells, and bits of seaweed, and pieces of old wreck. Did you ever see such an odd assortment as they get on the deck of a fishing vessel, when they empty out the contents of a dragnet? Such is the effect of the ministry. It drags together all sorts of people. It is quite as well that we do not have eyes to see one another's hearts, or else I dare say we would make about as strange a medley as I have already attempted to describe as being in the fisherman's vessel. And back to Matthew, verse 48. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to him, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there, and coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters here with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, 
a prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Matthew. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar, also Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals, Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless, and the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God bless. God bless.